like when it comes down to making content, like there isn't really like one thing I could say, like, like realistically the answer is consistency, right? Cause it's like, if you're putting out content, you can't miss, like you have to be there every day and put it out. Like if you follow these guys on YouTube that have like millions of subs and stuff like that, even if they're on vacation with their family, they're still going to pull out their phone and shoot a raw YouTube video. You know what I mean? Like they just don't miss. You are listening to a guy who needs a haircut here on the Big Deal Real Estate Podcast. No guest today, but you do have two big deals. (laughs) Just me and that guy who does mortgages today. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment, a like, subscribe, click the bell to be notified, and uh, leave us a rating on Spotify too, please. We appreciate all you guys. See you guys commenting on these videos and stuff on the YouTube channel. Appreciate you guys for that. We're over... 500 subs now so yeah yeah, it's getting there it's getting there you know we just want to hit that 1000 and then maybe get a uh sponsor on this channel would be pretty sweet too if anybody wants to advertise their business on here if there's any like local coffee shops i want to just give us like coffee cups to to drink out of that'd be pretty pretty solid that hey that's a good idea too yeah we could do something like that for sure even some free merch yeah maybe if somebody knows a connection at rolex (laughs) <laughs> Maybe get me one or even just like a print shop to get stuff printed like a like a like t-shirts all that kind of stuff yeah oh like like just give us a discount and we'll shout you out okay that's a yeah because we could get some merch going we could get the hats we could get the more shirts hoodies mugs all that kind of stuff yeah, right that'd be sweet but um yeah i guess we'll just kick it off with uh like what happened yesterday it's a pretty big day yesterday for interest rates going up uh for most people that have a variable rate mortgage their payments aren't actually going to increase at all because a variable is when you have a set payment but you're going to be closer to your trigger point um if you're you're probably already at your trigger rate which means that your whole payment's interest if you get back to where your original mortgage amount was that's your trigger point that's where they're basically going to say like hey you have to increase your payment now and there'll be nothing you can do about it so for those people be a good idea to maybe start thinking about increasing your payment as much as it sucks or reach out to a broker and try to get your payment adjusted either through refinance or see if there's any other options available the people with adjustable rate mortgages it's about fifteen dollars per hundred dollars that you're borrowing is how much your payment's going to go up uh, so a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage 75 bucks roughly is what your payment's increasing and normally rate increases would affect like your borrowing power too but in this case most people aren't really going variables nowadays so it's really going to have no effect on your borrowing power uh, because you'd be getting a fixed rate likely anyways like a shorter term fix and and yeah so so no no real effect on borrowing power and again if you had a rate hold as well then no effect on that but what do you think this is going to do to i guess the the housing market do you think it's going to slow things down or i think the market's going to slow down because the market was already slowing down Right, like I don't know, man. It's mm-hmm. been it's been picking up more steam for me. Well, I think like yeah, it's picking up steam, but in the sense that now I'm getting lots of reach outs for listings, like a okay. massive wave of listings, which usually means that you know prices might cool down, right? Like sure, sales sales will probably remain decent, but price growth will probably slow down yeah. at least through the summer, maybe come down a bit because there's going to be some more inventory. Demand will you 
you you know usually trails off in the summer anyways so with an increase in listings and demand trailing off anyways we should see the market slow down for at least the summer and i think that has nothing to do with the rate hike right so you're noticing a lot less buyers right now just all, all together because the spring market's kind of almost over I th- it's too market's kind of coming in i think it's too early to say that i'm just kind of basing it off of listings yeah. right like i'm i'm getting more listings i'm getting more reach outs for listings as opposed to buyers and we know buyers go away in the summer so i think by july the stats will reflect that yeah the market it's slower now right i think some people though like I think I think what happened in the spring, why it was so busy, is because of the them holding off on rates, and not necessarily because of like the cost aspect of it. It's just like the uncertainty of like people not even knowing like where it's gonna go, and because they said, "Oh, we're holding it, we're planning to hold it," then people are like, "Oh shit!" Like now is my time to get in, right? Right. But now that they're kind of going back on their decision and they're increasing it again. I feel like some of the, cause there, there's been a lot of well-qualified buyers that were just waiting on the sidelines and that just recently hopped in because they stopped increasing rates. And I feel like those people might like get shelved again in, in a sense, because there's, there's just uncertainty on where it's going to go. And like, in my opinion, we're in a pretty bad spot. Um, I think it was actually a good thing. I might get hate for saying this. I might, I thought it was a good thing that they increased rates um, just based off how busy it was in May and June. And, inflation not going down any further how it ticked up it's probably a good thing that they kind of put the pause button on a lot of people yeah as i was saying once it gets out of hand it's it's going to be hard to kind of correct it again we might just have to go through this whole thing all over again who knows where that will take us yeah i mean better safe than sorry right but uh i think i think it's the same thing as as 2022 right the market had already come off 10 percent the market was already slowing down buyers were leaving we were seeing buyer fatigue and then they raise interest rates, yeah. right? And now it's kind of the same thing. We're like, it's starting inventory, to slow down. Inventory <laughs> was already up thirty yeah. percent, and then the rate hike happened, right? Yeah. How is it going um, with your business lately? Anything? Any big changes to you? I'm changing everything. Er- everything. <laughs> what, right what are you now. changing? Everything, dude. I'm changing me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just changing you. I'm with changing the coaching, me. coaching program. With the coaching. Why don't you tell program? people what you're what, what you're doing? Yeah, so I signed up with Wes Watson. If you guys don't know who that is, look him up. And uh, he's basically scary to death to make. He's, <laughs> to make he's you do stuff. Yeah, his coaching style is, is compression, right? So there's compression and compassion. Zero compassion. It's just <laughs> you're an idiot, and you're an idiot if you don't do this. Is basically his coaching style. But it's really helped me. He went to jail for like ten years, came out, <laughs> <laughs> and then now he, in like five years, he's like making well over twenty million dollars USD a year just coaching people. So he's super successful. He knows his stuff. All he did in prison was like work out and read books, kind of thing, right? So it's been good, man. Like life changing, right? Like he just helped me realize that I get my business via a personal brand. So yeah. instead of focusing on like. How do I make the content better? How, 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 how? It's who. Who makes better content? Not yeah. how do I make the content better? It's who's the person that's making the content, right? So if you're- So he's basically just telling you to level up yourself to make people want to listen to you. Exactly, right? Okay. It, it, when it comes to a personal brand, it's all about the person, yeah. right? So just make the person better. And so what what aspects would that be? Like you're talking about like fitness, talking about like just-, just Everything, man. Okay. Like no vices 
no eating like shit. I stick to my macros. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. I work out. I do everything I need to do every day, and I never miss on anything. And you just do that for a long period of time, and you'll be a different person. Is, is the whole the whole eating, like like macros and stuff, is that something new to you, or have you, have you done that in the past before? I've never followed macros. I, okay. I know So it's macros. possible for other people to, to start it, and, and commit to it, even it though they haven't. It is way easier than you think it is way easier and like it so this is the thing right i sleep about five and a half to six and a half hours a night but i've never had more energy than what i have right now because i'm eating so good right so if you guys don't know this and you've never heard this the reason why they say don't eat before you go to bed is instead of your body resting while you're asleep it's metabolizing all the shit in your stomach so your body isn't actually resting. It's trying to break down all the shitty food that you just ate. Mm-hmm. So then that's why you wake up after an eight hour sleep and your, your eyes are like crusted shut as you're like <laughs> trying to get out of bed, right? So when you eat really clean, like chicken and rice at 6 p.m. and then like maybe some no fat yogurt before you go to bed at 8 p.m., I can sleep six hours and it feels like a nine hour sleep when I wake up. Have you seen that Hermosi thing for the, the no fat yogurt to make it taste, taste better with the crystal white packet? No, I haven't. So what he does is he'll get a, a, a thing of no, like no, like low sugar, like no fat Greek yogurt because the protein's so high. And then he'll take a crystal light, like a powder crystal light packet. And he'll mix that into the yogurt to make it like the sugary, like, like the sweet oh. taste. But the, the crystal light has like no calories in it, right? So he's like kind of making it into like a garbage meal by adding that in, but it like like calorie wise, macro wise, it's yeah. still it's a pretty good idea. That's and I actually tried it for the first time the other day, and it it's pretty good. Like it that tastes like it decent. tastes like you're you're eating like yoplait yogurt. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. I got another one for you actually. What? A guy in my plumbing class taught me this like ten years ago. <laughs> you go to the store, you can buy dry cottage cheese curds. Doesn't sound good. It's delicious. It trust me. You put dry. It's like literally pure protein. You put dry cottage cheese curds in yogurt, and it's awesome. You give yourself like an extra like thirty grams of protein in your yogurt. So, I've never even heard of dry cottage. Neither cheese. did I. So it's just like normal cheese then. It's cottage cheese without whatever liquid. Because cottage they put cheese in is there. like honestly looks nasty. It is if you eat like cottage cheese, but the. The cheese curds, they don't have a, a taste. Like, they don't taste like anything. So you just add it in as, like, a little extra. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to try, try it, it out. Trust me. Trust me. I got I to gotta level up. I got to start. I, I told myself yesterday, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I told myself a month ago. But, like, I told myself yesterday, I was like, I'm being, like, 100% serious with this now. So yeah. sticking under a certain calorie range, hitting. I'm not, I'm not really counting carbs and fat, but certain amount of protein, certain amount of calories, yeah. and only water so no yeah. no more drinking it's changed my life and that's the other thing is just no vices zero vices ever yeah right but it's uh it's changed my life living like that like i have so much more energy like so in 2022 i started drinking again and then my obviously my business took a dive everyone's business took a dive though so i can't blame it completely on that but when you're not doing that stuff when you're not drinking when you're eating right it comes out in your content right so like now that i've been doing this again all my stuff's going viral, like on TikTok. Like every video is like 10K, 15K, 17K. Really? On TikTok? Everything. Nobody TikTok's else is doing that. so bad. I kind of like honestly gave up a little bit with TikTok. I shouldn't, but it's just been so bad lately for views. Like no yeah. matter what I post, it's like 600 views. I'm yeah. like, what has happened to this app? 
whereas Instagram's like two to six K, which is like a good healthy range for yeah. how many followers I have. I figured out TikTok. Oh, you figured it out. I figured it out. Oh, you gotta yeah. share that secret. I'll, with, I'll share the secret me. right now. Oh, <laughs> I'll share the secret right now on live. Okay. okay. It's called good diet and exercise. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they changed the algorithm to, uh, they want to make it more SEO friendly, like YouTube. So you actually it, like really what you capture, like you caption and stuff really matters. Then? Everything matters. So before the hashtags would just be like, if you wanted the video to send it out to bank people in Vancouver, you just hashtag Vancouver. Yeah. Now the hashtags act more as like telling TikTok how to categorize your video. So if yeah. you're talking about real estate, hashtag real estate, whatever, not only that, you have to throw captions on the screen. You have to add a location. You have to do like everything you, cause it's about longevity. Like now your videos will get views for way longer. Okay. So, so with the hashtags, you said like, for instance, a real estate video, hashtag real estate, would you do any other hashtags? So I'll literally before you, I would never use a hashtag that was less than like a hundred million views. Right now I'll do like hashtag Vancouver real estate, even though it only has 30 million views, it's telling the, the algorithm, but you only do one hashtag. No, you just oh, do, so like, you do like hashtag real estate, hashtag Vancouver real estate, hashtag then, like, like whatever, hashtag rental con. Like you're trying to narrow it down into like a, like almost like yeah. a folder, right? Yeah. You're telling the algorithm with your hashtags, what, where they should, what interests they're pushing it out to. So anyone mm-hmm. who's interested in Vancouver real estate, cause I imagine it works just like YouTube and Facebook and whatever. It probably watches whatever you Google all day long. So if you're looking at yeah. Vancouver real estate and then somebody tags Vancouver real estate, it's probably going to show you that video or have a higher chance of showing you that video. Okay. I definitely got to get back on that because yeah, I've been slacking with TikTok yet. I've still been like posting the video. So I might as well just post it on the other platform too. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't hurt. Pardon the interruption guys. This podcast is sponsored by Stonehouse Realty. Stonehouse Realty has one-on-one coaching with top producers every Friday. We have training at least three times a week. If you look at the January training schedule as of 2023, it's crazy. There's like two trainings a day every day. So if you're a new agent looking to make a change or anybody looking to get their real estate license, you can reach right out to us, schedule an appointment and we'll get you in. Stonehouse Realty, experience the difference with uh videos what do you think is one thing in particular and i can think of one that that would let the majority of agents and brokers take their content to the next level consistency that's it that's it that's That's i mean yes okay but then how 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 is how are you going to make it more easier for the realtor or broker how are they going to make it easier for themselves to stay consistent stop drinking and smoking I'm dead serious though. Okay. Like that is my answer to that, right? So it's just like everybody has good habits and they let the bad ones get in the way of the good yeah. ones. Is basically what it is. You're good 5 days of the week until you drink on the weekend and then you screw up. You basically take 5 steps forward and 2 steps back. Yeah. Right? No, and it's, okay. it's the same thing with everything, right? Like when it comes down to making content, like there isn't really like one thing I could say like like realistically the answer is consistency right because it's like if you're putting out content you can't miss like you have to be there every day and put it out like if you follow these guys on youtube that have like millions of subs and stuff like that even if they're on vacation with their family they're still going to pull out their phone and shoot a raw youtube video you know what i mean like they just don't miss so but so like to do with because i think consistency is like the most important thing but for instance like for myself i I got to a point where I was starting to get quite a bit busier. 
and it was getting harder and harder to be consistent. And then I kind of did like a whole 180 with my business because I started to like really double down on like playing my strengths and not like not not spending too much time with like what I'm not necessarily the best at or what's producing me the most amount of income. So outsourcing stuff has been like a huge thing. And that's not just not just for video, but like 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 even a lot of my work, like paperwork, like document collection, like like filing stuff away, labeling stuff like that stuff is not making me money, but would take me so much time. And and I'm I'm not good at editing and most people aren't good at editing. So getting someone to do your videos, no matter how expensive it can be, as long as as long as you can make more income with that time that you're saving than what you're paying, that's all that matters. But I guess for most people, it's kind of scary because they don't really know. It's hard to translate your time into income in this industry. But I know for me, like outsourcing video editing, outsourcing tasks that you don't need to be doing has like basically completely flipped my business over. And now I feel like I'm like way happier. I'm way more consistent with my my posting because I have like folders of just videos that are already done right yeah and and then i make stuff on the spot still when i want to but it just makes it so much easier so if you're struggling with making content consistently like that's the thing your strength is content like that that is your strength so it's easy for you to just like whip out your phone and do a video but for a lot of people it's harder and and because it's harder they just don't end up doing it yeah. Because they don't want to spend half an hour, an hour. Like I, I hear people telling me that they, they did their first video and I was like, how long did it take you to, to edit it? They're like two hours. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? Oh my like God. You're, you're making a minute video and it's taking you two hours out of your day. Like just pay someone $10. Yeah. Is your time not worth more than $10? So that's a huge thing that I think people should start doing more. And it is scary if you're not like a top producer, you're making like a ton of money, but it will it will get you there faster if you are doubling down on what you know you're good at. Cause I, there's been a couple things and I'm not going to mention them, but there's been a couple things that I noticed have made me the most amount of money. So I basically just got rid of all the, the BS around it and just like, just like zoned in on that one thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I think editors are really cheap for the service that they provide. Yeah, I and would say. it doesn't always, you got to think outside the box. It doesn't always have to be Canada or you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be anywhere, right? Yeah. $5 here is worth a lot more in yeah. other places. And if you're struggling with content, just shoot me a DM, honestly. like, But, like, you can sit down. This is what I do. This is my process, okay? Sit down, come up with 10 topics, but each topic will be a point form. So it'll literally just be, like, pre-sales in Burquitlam are, are a good buy. Yeah. You're not scripting. You're, you're literally just, you want the points of a bunch of different topics. Yeah. And then you're, I'm assuming you're filming them all just back to back. All in the same video file. And then you just send it to your editor. That's it. Yeah. So you have the 10 point form things. Okay. You know, pre-sales in Burquitlam are a good buy. Look at the camera, rattle off a bunch of things about why you think that's the case. And then you're going to do that all while the camera's running. Yes, yeah, so you just keep it recording the whole time. Just keep it recording the whole time and then send that to your editor. Done. Yeah. And there's your content for two weeks, basically. Yeah, and how long does that take you? Ten, ten ideas? Well, ten ideas might take me like 40 minutes sometimes. Yeah. If it's hour, a good half day. Half an hour to an hour, but you're getting yeah. ten, ten videos. Exactly. So if it's a good day, go I can do it in that. like ten minutes. Yeah. Right? But sometimes your brain just isn't thinking very creatively. And when you're sending it out to other someone else, it's it actually comes back like good 
like some of the videos that I've sent out to like the editor look like like look like shit when I send yeah. them out. But because it's just like the zoom ins and like the bad moments, he'll like cut it to a, a different like a different scene and then put the subtitles on. Like it makes the video just look so much better. You don't have to be as picky with like your your camera quality and all that stuff because it just like everything around it's kind of distracting people from like yeah. those kind of things. Whereas you just have like a gray wall behind you and you're talking and the camera looks like shit and the audio is shit, then no one's gonna watch your video. That's the thing, right? You can, you can, editing will, will, like, if, if you were, like, the most, like, uncharismatic person of all time that had nothing interesting to say, if you just paid enough money for editing, you can Oh, yeah, you it. can, you can get people to, and, and the music, the music matters. <laughs> There's so many clips that, that we see on, uh, on the podcast channel that just start blowing up, and they're not even, like, the best clips. They're just, like, the music makes it you just fits, want to listen the it music makes so well. you, yeah it makes people want to stop and be like oh what is this guy saying there's a yeah. microphone in front of him the music's intense we're just spamming gravity and uh, and uh, <laughs> snowfall right now yes but that one that recent one i don't even know what that would have been with know. the john sai one but that was a good that was a good the, tone behind it too the music mat the music sets the tone sets the tone yeah. for sure but uh but yeah i mean that's and it just comes down to not missing, honestly, because that's how you're going to build the skill to like, that's why I shoot three YouTube videos a week. I could just do one and make it more quality, but I'm getting in more reps. Yeah. So I'm going to be able to talk better and have more skill a year from now when I've made three times more videos than most people. But yeah, you, you just, you're perfecting it, right? Yeah. So and it that, becomes second nature. Like I bet when you first started, you were like, you actually thought about your videos before you recorded it when you first started. But now you're just like, it's just like something that you have just part of your schedule. Like sit down yeah. and talk about 10 different topics. And then you're not like thinking in the car ride to your office what you're going to talk about. It's just like sit down show and up, do it. write down a couple things, talk. Yeah. Well, and then once you start working, you get into that flow state where you can think of like 10 things yeah. back to back to back to back. You just have to do it, right? People just don't, they don't do it. Like the first time that I, like the first month that I was shooting TikToks, I would like sit in my car for like 40 minutes being like, what should I, how, what should I say for this eight second video? And it would take me like 40 minutes to shoot an eight second video. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's That's where everybody starts. And then you build the skill and you get better at it. Right. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I, I think people need to just act on their ideas more. Like everyone has good ideas, but then they like just, they just don't get around to doing it. Maybe they think it's going to be too expensive or it's going to be a waste of money. Yeah. Even if you try something, if it, if it has to do with something that's going to gain you money, it doesn't matter if it costed you money and it didn't work out. Like, that's telling you that that isn't right for you and then you're not going to make that mistake again so it actually was kind of valuable spending your money on that i mean depending on how much it costs yeah but because i heard a story about a broker in ontario and i'll tell tell this quickly so there's a broker in ontario and i heard this at the conference from president of dlc he was telling me he didn't he didn't want to mention the guy's name because i guess he didn't want to call the guy out but the guy started in the broker industry first six months he did four deals and I, and four deals in the more in mortgage business isn't much did four deals went on and bought a brand new bmw m3 oh my he didn't bought no he didn't buy the bmw m3 for himself he bought it as a tool to use to get more realtor partners so when he would go meet up with the realtor partners say the guy was the guy he's meeting up with was like a single guy mid-20s he'd be like oh like like next time you have a date let me know you can borrow my car and he would just lend out his car. So he started lending out his car to all these different people, all these different profiles. He's like, hey, you send me business? You can borrow my car whenever you need. 
and it, this car became his tool to get business and it actually ended up working out for him now he has an r8 he has an m3 he has a, a bentley and then i forget the th- i forget he had four cars four cars total that are just nuts cars and he just all his referral partners just they just take them they just take them and use them whenever they want but they're like top producing agents that are just feeding him business now and it was just his way of doing it but that's a very risky yeah. strategy that's not something where you can just be like oh it didn't work out <laughs> no fuck it okay, yeah. won't do that again but like yeah if, if you have an idea if it costs money just do it see if it works if it doesn't work who cares you won't do it again you're just trying to learn stuff as quickly as possible is what you're doing because at the end of the day that's like you're not going to get to whatever amount of money you want to get to without having the skill to back up making that amount of money and you get the skill by learning stuff right so like i'm already disgusted with how much money i spent in the last two years oh i know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it comes in and then it's all gone somehow yeah, yeah. my yeah. i i won't mention it here but i'll tell you after my um my bill for my year of, of dinners and lunches oh oh it was gross man the accountant was like what are you doing what is wrong with you yeah so yeah but i was thinking of getting like a like oh a stupid car oh my god yeah. just for your image basically I don't even, yeah like i don't like i drive the speed limit i don't like speeding yeah. at all but still buy one of them shits you know what yeah. i mean just just because of the social proof thing. if you could buy anything what would you buy 100 grand 100 grand Hundred grand? Hundred grand limit. Oh, probably a Corvette if it's a hundred grand limit. Okay, so you're you're thinking over a hundred grand. I'm thinking like a two- right, like a car, dude. Like, <laughs> like I'm thinking like like a like a Rolls Royce, like a oh three hundred thousand dollar no. car. They're way more than that here. That's like three hundred thousand US. Well, I'd get a used one. Oh, then you look like an idiot. You get a used one. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody listening to this podcast with a 2018 Rolls Royce. That's like, hey. No, you no. gotta get you gotta get a new one, man. And then you gotta pick it out. Don't you gotta like customize it fully? Isn't that the whole thing with them, or is that Ferrari? Uh, no, I think you can do that with all of them. But well, I thought about it. I'm like, hey, what about 150? Quickly, we'll get we'll get over this topic quickly. But you know, 150 limit. I'm still probably gonna go with a Corvette at 150. Not like a Porsche. Some. Oh, some. that's a yeah, that's a good point. I might get a Porsche. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so here's the thing, right? With the way that I get business, I. I would make the money back for sure because yeah. it's pattern disruption, right? So like I would get more views on all my social media because I have it, because I would disrupt somebody's pattern on their yeah, social you, media you a lot it easier. very apparent that you have it. Well, I would just hire an editor to just be with me in the car. And instead of shooting my videos in an office, I would just script them and shoot them in the car yeah, in as the I'm car. driving places. But like, I don't even like care to, like I'm not a car guy. My dad is a mechanic. I had one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't and, know. And I wanted nothing to do with cars. Yeah. Like, I've never been interested in them. I just want the car because everybody else think, thinks the car is cool. Yeah. That's the honest to God reason. Like, I drive a Dodge Ram. That's, in, but, that's, that's, that's kind of the same thing with me for, like, like a Rolex. Like, I, I like watches, but, like, I don't want to spend that much on a watch. But I would get a Rolex just because I like, like other, other people. Other think people. It's cool. Like, I, there, there's way more expensive watches than a Rolex, but I would still get a Rolex. I would get the Rolex too, because for sure. because it, people know that like people that don't even know watches know they the know Rolex. Rolex. Whereas, whereas it, you could have like a way way more expensive watch. Yeah, you like, could have like an Audemars, yeah, whatever that next. And word and is. no one no one would even, majority of people wouldn't even know. No, no. So totally. it's kind of one of those things where it's just yeah, you're, it's for the it's for the image aspect of it. And in our business, 
I know a lot of people say that stuff doesn't matter. I don't care about that stuff, but in this business, it does matter. It, it, it gets you business. It definitely matters. It gets you into bigger circles and yeah. stuff. And too. especially just like, just with the opportunity that, that there are on social media, it's like anything you can do to stand out, it's going to return mm-hmm. dollars to you, right? So it's like, I even went so far as to be like, okay, how much would it cost me to buy one of these stupid cars? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I could do it, but it's it, like- It'd be stressful. It'd be stressful. And then like, obviously everybody- Like who's, what, 3,000 a month payments? It's like 3,500 yeah. if I wanted to buy like a 20, it was like a 2018 Huracan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously people who actually have money would be like, what is that guy doing? Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, 100%. So, I mean, I think we're getting a little off topic here. Yeah, but, anyways. But, so, um, but I want to go back to something you said, though. You said people have good ideas, but they don't execute on them, right? That is very true. People, we don't, we don't have like an application problem. Like everybody knows what to do. Everyone yeah. knows exactly what, like if you go ask an agent who's been doing this for a year but not getting the results that they want, you're like, what do you think you need to do to be successful? They're, they will literally tell you exactly what to do. That, and like there's also people that have really, really good ideas that are different than what people do, and then they just don't bother like trying them out. because They don't they execute. Have, they, well, they, they haven't heard of other people doing them, so they're like, ah, oh, it probably doesn't work. But it's like, why don't you just try and see like it's, it's your idea it doesn't hurt to try and we're in a business where it's like you're not expected to show up like a certain time of the day like you literally have all day to do it like just to do your work and to, to work on getting more work so if you're not doing your work and you're not ha- you don't have something planned just go and do that idea that you had and see if it works like I, I, a lot of my day is like I'm I'm not a morning person like I get up at like 7.30, 7 a.m. That's the earliest I'm getting up. And then my, my day starts at like 8.30 to 5.30 is like I'm like working on files, working with clients, doing like actual work stuff. And then like if I have nothing to do that night, honestly, I just work from like 5 to 11 on my business. Not not in the, in the business, but like just different ideas of like what I think I could do to improve my business, my processes, my like the systems or what I could do to get more business either that's like different referral programs and, or like or like different circles to try to work into and stuff like that so it's important to like actually have that time to spend on your business as well and the only time you're going to do that is if you actually have ideas to do and you just need to work you just need to do them it's not yeah. that hard yeah that might be that might be one of the most profound things you've ever said on this podcast what? I, that people don't oh execute on their good I'm hey I'm serious right now I was a, that's that was a good point you brought up and so actually I'll give you guys a hack right now uh how I've gotten my good ideas for like content which direction I want to go all this stuff apparently I heard this somewhere I don't know where I heard this but when you go for a run it activates both sides of your brain so there's like the, the creative brain and the whatever I right know, i have no I trust me trust me just listen listen because people who go for runs on this who listen to this podcast will be like oh my god i know what he's talking about <laughs> when you go people that go for runs are full of themselves <laughs> <laughs> i go for runs i'm not yeah okay fair enough <laughs> anyways but uh you'll have your best ideas when you go for a run for whatever reason, it's just like your brain is working. Uh, like, Wouldn't it be just exercise in general? No, I don't think so. I think it's specifically running. 
So like heart rate up basically. Well, cause you get a, that runner's high, I think is related to basically like well, both what's sides. What's a runner's high? I've never even heard, never of, heard of a runner's no. high. It's like, um, if you're going for a run, there's like a point where you're like super tired, but if you push through it, suddenly you just get this like second wind and it doesn't even like feel like okay. you're running anymore. It's kind of like that anyways. Okay. But, um, Anyways, trust me, some crazy shit happens when you're yeah. going for runs. So yeah, if you go, if, go for runs and think of ideas on how you can get more. Business. Trust me. So like when I, I go for runs a couple times a week and I get like crazy ideas in there where I like write them down in my notes and then that's how I get a lot of my content. It's just like, well, I'm hmm. going for runs. Yeah. Maybe I got to start running. I got to start, 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 start doing a lot of things. Just try it. <laughs> just execute on that good idea. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'm executing on a lot of good ideas right now. Yeah. So what else you got going on? I I can't say because they're, they're my ideas. They're my, my secret ideas. All right. Top secret. (laughs) They are top secret. But with, um, I wanted to kind of ask you like with all this going on, like what do you think the outlook for home prices is going to be moving forward with rate increases and stuff like that? Do you think they're going to continue to go up or are they going to cool down a little bit? I think they're going to go down like really yeah prices yeah i think they're gonna go down i don't know how much for how like like until what period or when do you think that's gonna start happening because right now we're in multiples still aren't we we're in multiples still i think a year from now prices will be lower than they are right now you think so yeah i do but again my opinion doesn't mean anything i know i'm right like i'm just something to me man yeah yeah well (laughs) it's just like every time i say anything people will argue with me about my future prediction and it's just like but how about this why do you think they're going to be lower next year because then people can actually understand why you think that okay well with sounding like i don't want to sound like a a know-it-all or whatever sound however you want but just like from my experience in investing the opposite of what everybody thinks is going to happen every single time Right. And a lot of people think that prices are going to go up right now. The market's pretty heated. And I just think the more likely scenario is that prices come down. Like, okay, we, we, we retraced. So we went down like 20%. Now we've come back up 10%. Like, are we really going to close that 10% gap with interest rates four and a half times or 4.5% higher than what they were in 2021? Like probably not. I think it's more likely that prices and you know stuff rarely ever trades flat so i yeah. think it'll probably go down especially in this market we're not a market well, not that's necessarily known to trade flat, flat but don't you think it could potentially just like like level out and like slowly go up over time because i mean yeah it does go up over time typically throughout history yeah i don't think so like i'm just like my best guess is i i think prices will be lower a year from now i just have a feeling so when you have buyers right now I'm telling them that. Are you telling? Are you saying like, like, like careful with this thing because it's probably going to be lower next year or like what? No, I'm telling them I think it's going to be lower, but yeah. what I think doesn't Does matter, <laughs> right? Like we're talking about what yeah. could happen in yeah, the future. No. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I think it's going to go lower. That guy thinks it's going to go up thirty percent, and this guy thinks we're going to buy homes for five dollars, and we might all be right. You know? You what know I mean? what else you thought? What? The Bank of Canada wouldn't increase rates. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with so that. So for but. those of you that don't know, I had a bet with Connor. And, um, yeah, he thought rates were going to stay flat. I said they were going up. And now I and own 50 bucks. Yeah. Down the hole. 
Yeah, but I slapped you in there. Don't you owe me 50 bucks from that last game we played, though? We didn't have money oh, on no. that? No, now you're just making up shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah. But I don't. what do you think? Where do you think the market's going to go? I, I think it's going to steadily go up, honestly. Like, I I just, it, I, I'm kind of blown away by how much or how active it is, even with these high rates. And I don't think this rate announcement's really going to stop too many people from getting in. Especially because the more majority of people getting in are getting them with fixed rate mortgages, and if they're comfortable making a fixed rate payment at like five and a half percent for three or five years, like then then when rates do cool down, like they're gonna have no no concern refinancing. It's the people that are already in mortgages that have really low rates going into new ones that are gonna have trouble. But I think just just from how active it's been, I don't think this is gonna slow anything down. And I think people are going to continue to buy. I think inventory is going to continue to stay very low. And prices will not skyrocket, but I think they'll just continuously steadily go up. Creep up. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not a bad guess either. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I mean, it, there are going to be dips. Like, there's going to be months where there's little dips. Yeah. But, like, not, like, significant dips. I think, I th- I think we're going to get some inventory in the summer that's going to start the market rolling over. And come fall, I don't think we'll be met with enough yeah. buyer demand to meet the amount of new listings that we got throughout the summer. And that will kind of spur a continued downtrend is my my guess. I just I, I don't know. I just I just think it's it's still really active. Like it, this is just like this is just my business and it it could be different everywhere else, but just just today I had four people reach out saying I'm like I, I remember we talked months ago. I'm more serious now. I want to actually get fully pre-approved right now. And this is the day after the interest rate hike. Mm-hmm. Four people reached out, and they're like, I'm ready to go. So if that didn't slow them down at all, I don't know if other brokers are experiencing the same thing, but there, we have an inventory problem like regardless. Even if inventory picked up, we still have an inventory problem. Oh, definitely. So just the amount of buyers out there, and if they're willing and they can afford to make these payments at such a high rate, which it seems like they can, then there's no real reason why it should start dipping off more. The thing is, the reason that causes stuff to happen, big market changes, is never present until it happens, right? So, and what I'm talking about with that is just like, people were waiting for rate hikes to come in in at the end of 2021 they didn't come in and the market still tanked 10% before they ever brought in the first rate hike. COVID happened, the market tanked, right? Like a lot of this stuff is like, the reason that prices end up going down, mm-hmm. won't we won't know about that reason until it's until actually later. happening, yeah. right? Yeah, like totally. for example, a month ago, economists had it pegged that it was a 10% chance that the BOC was gonna hike rates. That was like a month and a half ago. Like that's when we made our bet, <laughs> roughly. We made our bet two, last two week. Two weeks ago. Last week. Two weeks ago. It was literally no, last week. Two weeks ago, man. It was last week no, at the last podcast we shot with Francis Domingo. No. Yes. Francis was okay. here. Okay. It was I'll last have to week. I with Francis on that. So a month and a half ago, economists thought that there was a 10% chance that Bank of Canada was going to raise rates. And they raised rates. So <laughs> it's just like. Right now, it's like, well, inventory is this and demand is this and prices will keep going up and blah, blah, blah. But two months from now, things. what if Bank of Canada does a 50 basis point rate hike next possible. month? Like what's going to happen possible. to the market then, right? 
I don't know, man. People are pushing through it. Yeah. People are pushing through it. The, the, it's the people that, because the thing is, when rates were so low, there's people buying homes for prices that they shouldn't have probably bought homes for. Yeah. Like they were like like someone that's not actually making that much. Like say someone making eighty thousand dollars single income was buying a four hundred fifty five hundred thousand dollar home with the minimum down payment. Yeah. Like if you were to do that now, like if they were presented with the same purchase now at these rates there's no chance they would they would say no i'm not doing that right so it's those people at the low rates that are the ones that the only ones that are actually struggling like all the people getting in now they're they're perfectly content with these yeah. these rates and they're buying like well within their means like it's the max that they're allowed to borrow at this point but that's like pretty well within their means considering rates are really high right now yeah and in the future hopefully yeah. <laughs> you never really know hopefully they're lower and they're even more within their means yeah. so it's the people like I know people like friends, I even know family too, that that bought when rates were super low and that price that they bought at was their absolute max they're willing to pay. Yeah, that's when scary. rates were low yeah. and now they're much higher and those are the people that are stressing. Yeah, that's scary. But if they hike rates, I don't think it's gonna affect anyone really getting in, honestly. Yeah. Most people getting in, they're already content well with and that's what, what i've been saying right and everyone's going fixed anyways yeah you know what i mean but like and fixed like rates have gone up quite a bit though, no the last i two know weeks. yeah but like i'm not trying to f like everyone takes it as like oh the market's gonna go down and like people start getting like fearful like uh, the market could go down two percent i just yeah. think it's going to be lower i don't think we're going back to the november lows right i think the bottom is in i, I said since may of 2022 that I thought the bottom was going to be November 2022 and I was freaking bang on the money dude literally down to the month and I got hate for like eight months I had to put up with it every video I posted and then suddenly all the bears disappeared after that happened I didn't get a single comment for like three months and now they're back again now that rates have been hiked yeah. they're all back in my comments again <laughs> but like I don't have like an overly bearish outlook yeah prices just went up 10 percent it wouldn't be unreasonable for them to come down two or three. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it makes sense. And then a year from, two years from now, prices might be 7% higher than what they are right now. You know what I mean? But we just saw a 10% increase in three months. Yeah. Right? And, so. and the largest increase in interest rates in a short period of time we've ever seen. Or we've seen in the last, yeah. I think it was like 94, 95 was the last time they increased them at this rate but they didn't even increase them as much they increased them like i think it was like six or seven times and we're at like nine times total now or yeah. something along that lines i'll have to double check but yeah biggest increase ever nine i think it's 19 times 19 times we haven't increased rates 19 times no like 19 times 0.25 you know what i'm saying <laughs> what kind of rates are 19 times higher than what they were at the bottom you get what I'm saying? If you're just going in 0.25 interval? Well, yeah, well, because if, if the overnight landing rate okay, was 0.25, okay, you get yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I think they've done eight or nine increases, and some of them are 0.5, some of them are 0.25. Yes. Yes, okay, I get where you're coming at. Yeah, but, okay, good. Okay, yeah. sounds good. But, um, yeah, what about inflation? Do you think that target's going to get hit? And what's the timeline for that? Because obviously they're they're pretty committed to hitting that target. I think they're they're either going to not hit it, or they're gonna way overdo it and we're gonna go into deflation, but I don't think it's gonna, just gonna come down to 2%. Even if they increase it again? I don't 50 think basis so. points? Something will happen before we get there, I think. Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. That's uh, Everything's hard to say right now. It's yeah. kind of one of those industries, right? So yeah. 
you can only really know so much. Everyone can just take so their much. best guess, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. Is it not really hot? I'm pretty good. I'm so hot right now. All right, well, Jarrett's really hot in here, so. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. Anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. I know it was just a me and Jarrett episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you did, please let us know in the comments. Uh, yeah, subscribe, like the video. And uh, do it on all the platforms. And follow us on Instagram. And follow us on Instagram, yeah. yeah At good. the Big Deal Real Estate Podcast. Yeah, that was huge. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.